What's up, A20 whores? This is your favorite HB hoes, Sam and Maddie. Say hello, Sam. Hi. Uh, <laughs> we are back today, obviously looking crazy with our flower crowns uh, because we're talking about Midsummer, uh, directed by Ari Aster. And it's an A24 film for a little mini series that we're doing. Um, how was your flower crown? How was that process for you? Well, it was actually, it was a learning curve. We used a hot glue gun for the first time, but it was fun. It came out fucking dope. I love it. Yeah, There's so gorgeous. much detail. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I will wear it often. Although I do, I think I have to put something right here because it's getting a little bit itchy on my forehead. Oh no. oh no. And there might be like a flower that falls off like mid pod. So that's fine. That's fine. One out of a billion. That's yeah, like 1%. No. So many left over. I, okay. I made I a, know. a flower bed behind me. I saw that was very cute of you. Yeah. So I think next project, I'm going to make the little. The bib. The bib. The bib cloak that she wears. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I also made a flower crown, but an odd-shaped one because I was inspired. It's fucking weird, but it works. And I feel like the May Queen. We're May Queen. It really just reminds me of, like, Mexicana, like, fruit of, like, basket of fruit. Hell yeah. Like, color that looks like bananas and apples. And I love that. I love bananas and apples. (laughs) so yeah we're back everybody we're doing this pod we're talking about midsummer because it's compelling it's crazy it makes you believe that old people throw themselves off cliffs and this was a nordic practice it's a myth and we'll get into that but (laughs) still it was wild so to break it down a little bit um the plot of this movie is Florence Pugh, who's starring in it, and nobody else matters. Yeah, uh, but she goes through a traumatic event. Her sister is bipolar, kills herself and her parents. And, you know, Florence Pugh is dealing with that. She's also in a relationship that is kind of on its tail end. But then this happens, so they stay together. Mm-hmm. And the guys, her boyfriend and his friends, they're uh in graduate school that's correct yeah they're doing dessert they're well they're doing thesis paper papers so i'm not they could be in four year something like that it would be grad school but yeah yeah i believe that's why they go on this trip to sweden to experience midsummer festival and you know florence goes along and it turns out to be absolutely gorgeous but also absolutely terrifying that was a great synopsis maddie Thanks. Um, okay, just for warning, I have a bunch of cardboard boxes that I haven't recycled yet next to me, and my cat's having a fucking field day. So if you hear ruckus, it's just him next to me. I should have dealt with this before we recorded. I'm sorry. Um, oh my gosh, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie is fucking awesome. Um, I remember I watched this before I watched Ari Aster's other. Uh, really popular movie hereditary and i made my sister who will be joining us later watch them both with me on facetime because uh i'm a bit of a little bitch sometimes <laughs> and i had seen the trailer for hereditary by the time i watched midsummer and i thought that it was going to be really similar and it's actually totally different um oh, no. and yeah so i'm like i realized that 
darkness in movies scares me because this movie wasn't scary at all to me. Um, and I'm no. happy because it was beautiful. And, it was. Um, yeah, and I love green hills. Oh, God. Same. Oh, oh <laughs> ready for the pod. Yeah, jeez. God, I love the the everything. Just the scenery of all of it was gorgeous. It's like my dream place when I w- want to try to fall asleep. That's what I picture is like fields of green and flowers like that. So I agree. Um, I, yeah, there. So yes, it was amazing. Um, yeah, I cried a bunch the first time I saw it. I just thought it was very powerful. It was very beautiful. Um, Florence Pugh really did a great job acting. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, amazing. I felt her emotions as if it was happening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed the whole thing. And it's crazy because I do not like scary movies. I am not into it. I'm also a little baby bitch. Like, I don't want to deal with the demons at night. I don't want to deal. I don't want to cut you off, but just (laughs) on the topic of this series, we are doing the movie X, which is a tried and true horror Mm. film. Um, And Maddie has not seen it yet. So uh, that's going to be... That's going to be an yeah. interesting watch. I us. hope it's not a slanderous pod for me because I might be like, fuck this. And why did you make me do this movie? I might be all bad things to say. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You'll have to listen to find out. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess like, let's talk about some of the big stuff. I mean, this movie is not that new. I wouldn't, did it come out? 2019? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like everybody, a lot of people have seen it. Um, I'm sure a bunch of people have analyzed it and looked into it, but we just wanted to bring it up because it was really good. And it was, there's good things and there's bad things. There's some highs and some lows. I have some qualms. And the first thing I'll say is, which we talked about is the beginning and the end of this movie are like two different movies. Mm -hmm. I get that they needed the launching pad for like, for Danny's trauma, mm-hmm. but it felt so weird. Like I, by the end of it, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, w- why did the beginning even happen? Yeah, um, I agree. I think that it was like two different movies. The beginning of this movie was very much what you think of when you think of Ari Aster and his his writing. But the end of what I so I get it, and I'm I'm okay with that it started that way because it gave us like the clear introduction to not only Danny and her like suffering but also their the relationship between her and what's his name don't even know his name don't care um the boyfriend yes the boyfriend um but what I didn't get is normally what we see in movies is like the direct like what happens directly affects something like an outcome and I just didn't I the question that I wrote down a few times last night was like why did the the why did the details of her sister and her parents death matter at all to the story like it didn't really have anything to do with the the plot it didn't really have anything to do with like like the even the way that they died it was all so specific that you think that it's going to relate to something at the end of it and it's going to be an aha moment and it didn't for me it didn't really relate to it. her sister and her parents could have died in any way and it would have had the mm-hmm. same effect. So why right. this way? Like why make it right. so It could have been a car accident. Yeah, exactly. It could have been like 
I think maybe the depiction too was kind of gruesome. So I'm like, oh, you know, like it could have like been something more normal, mm-hmm. like or, or, or sorry, more probable. Yeah, you know, well, like yeah, and so and like I said, it's like that was a very Ari Aster thing. So like maybe it was just like, oh, this the rest of Midsummer is nothing like what I've done before, and you know, whatever. Let me put my touch on it where I can. Yes, ma'am. Okay, and, yeah, and that if, makes sense. Her, have you seen Hereditary? No, girl, I'm scared. Yeah, it, I'm that scared. the beginning <laughs> scenes should have been. It, they were basically the same fucking film as Hereditary. Like it just it fit right in. Oh, well, now I'm really not gonna watch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Um, uh, so besides that, I mean, I think I had some other like loophole things that I was like, oh, like what happened? But we'll get into those later. Um, let's talk about what happens you know like some of the big scenes uh i think the first one is like when they besides the death of her fucking parents and sister that's the first thing but like i think the second big thing that we see is um them getting there to sweden to midsummer festival to oh my gosh i always have a hard time saying this (sighs) It's a weird place that they go. It's like Hallersagard. I don't think that's it. That's definitely not it. I should have written it down. Yeah. Um, but the place they go, I think it's Harga or something. I don't even know. Um, it's called Hargas. Okay. Well, it's like Hargas. A lot of new words that we learned from this movie. So it- there was a lot of new things that we learned, and I did write down Atenstupa, and that one I can say. So, you know, I did I did my best, guys. <laughs> That's one thing I forgot. Um, yeah, but they go there and Florence Pugh, Danny, her character, is like, you know, she's fucking shaken up. She is not okay. She should not be on this trip. I get why she kind of wanted to do it. Like, let me just get away. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, you should not have done that. So, the and of course, first thing they do is land and they're like let's fucking trip balls let's trip balls (laughs) (laughs) number one yes sorry Uh, you might have just seen me i had to throw a pen at my cat so if you're watching this on video just to give some context he was eating one of the flowers um that's over there um yes let's trip balls was crazy but like honestly who i would probably I would say no on day one because the jet lag and the fact that the sun isn't setting um, is insanity. Why yeah. would you trip in those circumstances? Um, but I would absolutely trip with them on day two. <laughs> on day two. Yes, 100%. I actually, I'm glad that you brought that up. One question that I also didn't look up and I have is, is that one day that they got there and it didn't say is that just for one day is I think it like it was a just day of the year well i i'm not sure because we don't really i mean we but we see nighttime scenes yeah there are some darkness in the later days that come so that's what i'm saying is it like it's like the i think it might not be part of, yeah because there's some areas of the world where like for three straight months it's sunlight yeah you know like, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I know that like that so um but sweden i think it might just be what maybe like a couple days one day i'm not exactly sure yeah i'm curious about that that's something that we'll have to find out someone email us let us know 
sent us a Reddit thread. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, Danny doesn't want to do it because she's like, yeah, I just fucking landed. But then she does because she's a fucking people pleaser. And she's like, I don't want to ruin anyone's good time, even though I am fucking suffering. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so she does. And it's the first beautiful scene when they're all just sitting and the one kid is like, everybody lay down. Mm. It feels great. Just lay down. Um, um, yeah, I just want to say overall, I'm very happy that that kid was casted and he had the lines that he did because it yeah. provided a lot of comedic relief. At I agree. Like just his constant standing in the background and vaping. And like, oh my God, big cloud. Yeah. Big fucking cloud <laughs> boy. I, every time it would like scare me because I'm like, why is there smoke in this beautiful ass place? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're vaping. Yeah. And don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm always vaping. I'd be vaping on the pod. I don't even know if that's illegal. But I think it is. Here we are. I think so. I've seen people like hit their jewels on pod. <clears throat> well, we're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll see. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, it's just, he was very, very funny. Um, and that scene where he's asking everybody to lay down, it's just, it's hilarious. Yeah, and I love that scene because it's the first time she looks down and, like, the grass is growing out of her hands. Obviously, they're tripping, and I don't condone this to anybody, but I did like the visualization of it a lot because I have spoken to lots of people that have tripped, and they have explained really beautiful experiences to me in that way where I'm like like when I saw that I was like wow all those stories from people that have told me things I'm like that does make a lot of sense now that it could be visualized that way on screen Mm -hmm. uh so yeah I thought it was really beautiful yeah yeah it was I think um I mean god everything in this movie was beautiful even like the death was somehow beautiful but um yeah that was like the burst the burst fake thing I was about to say first big thing that they do when they get there and then you know they just trip in this empty field and then they all sober up and um and then they hike like four fucking miles to where they're actually going um but yeah. this was one of my favorite scenes this is where i really was like the first time i watched it i was like whoa this is a movie i love this is when they like open like the pearly gates to heaven it feels like i loved the trail because it was all flowery i was like this is gorgeous Mm -hmm. yeah um it made me want to visit and i think that most of the movie was actually shot in hungary but that's not far from sweden at all so it's still the same climate same like foliage same vibe um so yeah so i'm just like it just made me want to go there um because like even last i was like i wonder what those flowers are that are growing on the trail i've never seen them this movie did that to a lot of people and i think it's really interesting to see it affect people like that have seen it and want to go because i i do think that there was an undertone of tourism in this and i read about it a little bit online too that like agreed you know like exchange students coming to you know, like foreigners coming to experience this very small private thing. And it's like, I don't know. I think what I read online was like, you think you're coming for enlightenment, but you're really just self-absorbed. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, mind blowing and interesting. Um, Not mind blowing, but I, I thought it was interesting. I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. That, that does speak to something. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, and I do think that that, like, when movies like this come out that are so, um, because there was, like, hardly any CGI in this at all, uh, so, like, everything was as natural as could be, and I, that oh was, oh my like, god, that makes me love it even more, I know, I know, so then when people see something like that, they always, you know, I get it, like, like, some part of the population that it ends up going there after, um, is yeah. actually there because they're looking to experience it and dive into the culture and everything. But then a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, then you have like the influencers that are like, oh, I just want to go take a picture where fucking this guy died. Yeah, you know? like this on a sacred tree. I know. Crying out loud. Exactly, exactly. And it's it, it's, it's interesting because even just talking about that, um, the difference between everybody that was in this group, uh, the boyfriend, it's hard to tell what he would have been like throughout because he got the love spell on him so that changed his whole like demeanor and then they kept like forcing him drinks and that forcing everyone drugs basically but you had like the one the funny guy that just like didn't really give a shit about anything like was Mm -hmm. just here for like a fun time and a good time and a long time then you had (laughs) for sure then you had the one guy that was writing his thesis on it who was just absorbing all the information without actually respecting it Mm-hmm. And then the one person that actually like really was soaking it in from the very beginning was Danny. Um, well, and also their other friend that was doing a thesis on it that did take it seriously. Like he was going there not for a good time. That's what I no, that's what I meant. He was the one oh. that wasn't really showing any respect to the culture. He was just like, let me write down everything I can and take pictures yeah. where I shouldn't and go sneak into places and read yes. that I shouldn't be. Like he had no actual respect for their traditions mm-hmm. he was just that super, right if so the only person that came in like fully like embracing everything that they were doing the language the you know all of it like you could just see on danny's face like from the very beginning she was enamored by it even by the death like yeah she, she was very receptive for mm-hmm. sure yeah yeah i agree i think that there were some blockages from other people um i also do think that it's funny and we talked about this a little bit too just kind of like the the only person who survived is like someone who fit in racially you know like well not really you have two other white dudes in the group so right but they died still i'm just saying like the only survivor is someone who did fit in racially and i was like oh like that's interesting like yes they talk about diversity and shit for like you know the bloodlines but if you look a certain way well yeah i don't know but the the other person that recruited people they were two brown people too so like i I don't know i just think that like there's a three out of four chance that it was a white person that was going to live if if only one person lived so like i don't know if that i don't know but again um, something that i was reading i was like oh shit like very interesting you know yeah i don't know if it was purposeful if it was uh, isn't what is ari aster do we know his ethnicity yeah he's so white. i wonder oh Okay, well, I don't know. Maybe there's some intentionality there, but still very interesting. I was like, oh, yeah, like, look at that. Yeah. Um, But you're right. I do think, like, she was the most receptive of everything in, in like, a genuine way. Mm-hmm. She didn't seem disingenuine. Like, even when the women, I think, like, later in the movie, they call her into the cabin to, like, help make the pies. Mm-hmm. 
and she, not like in a forceful way. She was just like, oh, do you want to come in? And like, I think Danny is really polite mm-hmm. to a fault. So like, not only is she interested, but she's like, yeah, like, I'll say yes, because I'm here and these people are being good to me. Like, they're giving me this experience. Like, I may as well help out. It's something that we're all going to eat later. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. And they're all, like, so kind. Just, oh, my God. Help us. It's gonna, you're going to love it. Yeah. We're going to make more crowns. We're going to cook little pies. Yeah. We're going to put little pubes in them. We're going to make <laughs> and fall in love, honey. Like, ah. I don't know. Just the feminine urge is strong in this movie, and I love it. I literally, I swept up in it. I'm like, look at all these ladies just being ladies. I know, I know. There is like, you can make so many feminine urge memes from this movie alone because, like, the feminine urge to like burn your ex boyfriend alive after finding out he cheated on you, like the feminine urge to just scream with other women about absolutely nothing. Period. Like the feminine like, urge yeah. to make fucking flower crowns and just run around, um, <sighs> you know. The I don't feminine know urge to dance for eight hours straight. Yes, seriously. In the sunlight. Ugh. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they get this. This bitch, man. She was really living such a good life. Like I love this movie. I love this movie. I. I have many qualms about it, but I really, truly love this movie. It was so good through and through. Um, what else happened in this movie? So many other things. Oh, God. So, so we literally have only talked about the tripping, like, and we're 21 minutes into this. I so much to go through. Um, I want to talk about the, can we talk about the first death scene, that ceremony? Oh, the Atenstupa ceremony. Yeah, where the um the seventy two year olds die. Yes, yes, um, absolutely. So actually, like on that note, because seventy two is such, it feels like such a random, random age. But what Maddie and I were able to figure out, well, actually, we didn't really figure it out. Uh, Pele says it at some point, and we just wrote it down, but. Basically, it's like the life cycles are connected to the seasonalities, like the life cycles that they think of with their people. Um, so from zero to 18 is, what is that, spring? Um, yes, and you're a child. Yeah, and you're a child. 18 to 36 is uh, summer. 36 and to... Uh, yeah, and work. Um, what is no, it? 36 to 54 is working age. Yeah, and then... And then- 54 to 72 you're a mentor yeah um and then Mm -hmm. your life cycle stops at 72 and you they believe in the idea of like recycled life recycled souls um so pele explains that in and then all of those things are 18 year cycles right so um so Mm -hmm. pele explains that um, I believe it's after the, or no, it's right before they see the death. And then because Danny says what happens when they turn 72 and he just goes like that, you know, he does the like slitter crosses, but like, yeah. he thinks he's joking and he's not. And it's so funny because he's so laxed when he's explaining all nonchalant. Of so nonchalant. And it's like, as if like, they don't bring people there like to visit all the time and they don't see their reactions when they do these ceremonies all the time um you know it's like you would think that you would have more like bedside manner almost (laughs) like when you're bringing 
like again a question that we need answered is do they do this every year every 18 years because i do think that you know they mentioned in the beginning that it is a 90 year ceremony but oh wait didn't you say that ariaster answered this and it's like the bear thing it's like certain aspects the, the very end of it with the the burning yes okay okay 90 years um but the the what is the word Atten stupa that happens every year because they don't obviously not all the people are the same age yeah so they would correct. Have to do. it's whenever like anybody turns 72 that's their year to die mm-hmm. and they do that at the midsummer festival every year. i bet that there are some years that there are people in their community that are just not 72 i'm sure you know what i mean yeah so i i would say like sometimes it's every year sometimes they might have a couple of years off mm-hmm. like just because of like timing and age um so yeah it's number one fucking jarring and my first time watching it i was expecting it because immediately when they said atten stupa i was like what the fuck does that mean went into google and i was like oh shit so i ruined it for myself um but that was fine because it was still jarring Mm -hmm. and i will say that the grandmother she jumped like a pro yeah. instant death loved mm. it i mean i didn't love it but i loved her form for what she was doing because it was like, like an olympic scuba diver or not scuba diver but like diver like this she just yes just yes. off that thing off that rock like, Titanic, <laughs> baby just like the, the Euro fucking you know i don't know yeah so she did it the guy fucking so that was the first like oh my god holy fucking shit they just did that right. i kind of expected it too because the whole thing feels like a funeral we talked about that they only, they had like, yeah, they like bears, you know mm-hmm. um and they had like the the last dinner or the last meal before so like it all felt very funeral like but um yeah it was crazy just the way that she jumped off was like holy shit and then the guy the fucking old man doesn't do it right Right, he and then they have to go and fucking yeah. Right, so the reason I brought this up is because I immediately because I knew what was going to happen. I was like, I hope these they don't drag this out and make them jump wrong. I, like I was immediately before either one of them jumped, I was like, somebody's going to jump wrong and they're not going to die, mm-hmm. and I don't want to see this. <laughs> and of course, it's the old fucking guy. So just brutal bro and of course he's like moaning and this is i think the first time we see the empathy scene where like they are like moaning in pain with him Mm -hmm. which i appreciated i and we'll talk more about the empathy scenes as we go on because there's some really ones that i like loved and there's some other ones that i did not love Mm -hmm. um but this one i did like because i was like oh yeah like they know what pain feels like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they definitely know what pain feels like. And I would imagine some of them know what broken bones feel like. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could really not only empathize, but sympathize yeah. in this moment with this man. And, like, there's some, there's just something about that therapy. I'm like, group moaning in pain therapy sounds great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds cathartic. 
Um, so it's it's polarizing and it's interesting. Uh, but yeah, so they they have to kill him. <sighs> and and how they do that was, was my, the fucking mallets, like and a mallet. big one, like a jumbo yeah. mallet. Yeah, and so that was the second like jarring thing because I was like, oh shit, he didn't die. What do they do now? You know, like because I felt like maybe in some you know it could if we're talking about like spirituality like if this is the kind of like community that believes that like if they didn't die on this suicide then they shouldn't die like they're not meant to you oh. know so i thought that they might try to like revive him and then nope fucking mal no. like yeah and each person <laughs> there's like three or four of them that go up they all each have to do it because it's kind of like you know, this is horrible, but it, it made me it made me think about like when you like what did they used to do? I don't even know who did this, but like you shoot one person, but it's like ten people that do it, so like you don't know, like exactly you don't know like, which game or go. Like that's kind of yeah. like what that reminded me of, and just like that. Also, I think I don't know if his name is Pele. I thought that's how she said it in the beginning. And I think his friends called him Pell. So I'm confused. And I'm going to yeah, call him I Pell. Think, I, I don't know. I think it. I think it's. I think it's Pell. Okay. Well, Pell, Pele, whoever you are. Um, he. I think. This. Uh, you know what? Never mind. I think I just answered my own thing in my head. Um, It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I loved the empathy, but it was fucking jarring to watch. I did not love that scene. It w Oh, sorry, Pele. I think he describes it that like they're all they they do everything together, and I think that like he means like we're we're one. We are one. Yeah, like hive mind. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um. Yeah. No, I think it's really interesting. The first time that. I really, I think I noticed it or like the, the part where just on the topic of empathy, um, just going to quickly, we're going to talk about this scene a lot, but I'm just going to throw it in that it's when the, what was it that just gave me handmaid's tale and it was, I don't know, it wasn't like a woman in labor or anything, but it was, it might've been when the, the, just the sex scene. Yeah, when they're all screaming together afterwards when she sees it and they, like, come and get her and they're all like... Yeah, <sighs> but, like, yeah. That, that specifically doesn't give me Handmaid's Tale, but Handmaid's Tale, there's um, when, first of all, they have the ceremony, which is when the handmaids and the dudes fuck, but then whenever the handmaids get pregnant and they're actually in labor, the all the other handmaids come and, like, help her and, you know, help her breathe and stuff like that and and breathe mm -hmm. with her. But then the um, the the wives that aren't actually having a baby, they all do the same thing. And then the other wives come out. And it's just this very, like, fake, weird, like, like, disturbing kind of thing. So the first time that I watched it, I got that. And I was like, I don't like this at all. But, like, I do, thinking about it, I do like the idea of empathy um, and, like, because it's easier to deal with grief or with pain when you're dealing with it in a community, you know? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. and it's almost like, it's like trauma bonding, you know, almost. So I, I like, I like it. Um, I like it. Know. I really liked that scene. And, you know, I've seen a bit of Handmaiden's Tale, but not all of it, but I did know about that scene in particular where like when they're pregnant and they like share this experience, even with the wives of like, 
because I guess like they're I don't know they can't have babies but the, the handmaidens can yeah right exactly so um I did kind of get that too but I still enjoyed it was like I think because maybe the sex was involved with the guy and she's just dealing with the aftermath of it like the sisterhood of it all I was just very here for it I was like yeah I and the first time I watched this movie I cried a bunch of different times and that moved me I was like oh look at these women being like you know what fuck that guy don't even ah, we're gonna cry <laughs> fuck that guy like I loved it I, I don't know maybe I need therapy for this but like it felt cool and weirdly cool but cool nonetheless I was like look at these bitches yeah no I felt that I feel the same way like and I think it's just it's a really interesting um way to think about like how communities deal with grief and like the what's weird about it is that it's taboo because it's culty right but like when you actually like take like pick apart all of these ideas and traditions that they have they make sense some of them make a lot of sense you know so and I think that that's one of the coolest things just like overall about this movie is like the more we're talking about the life cycles of people matching the seasons and them dying at 72. And, you know, we understand that like with a smaller community that you have to farm and grow everything that you eat, you're so rural, you know, you can't, you probably can't afford to have a bunch of old people that aren't contributing, but that you're still using resources on. So it's Mm -hmm. like you're, when you like put yourself into a situation, like thinking like that, it's like, I understand why they do all of this stuff. You know, it makes so much of sense to me. Yeah. I think there's a lot of logic behind all of this. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought this up. What Ari Aster did in the tethering some of this to like reality like some real traditions obviously this is hollywood and you know looking it up i mentioned it in the beginning but um atenstupa is a myth it was folklore nordic folklore i mean maybe it's possible that it happens but it hasn't been proven and i think i did read online that like most professionals are like this most likely did not happen you know i get it and it does make sense, but we're still human beings at the end of the day. Yes, human beings can be fucking terrible. We know that, but they can also be super compassionate. And I just feel like 72 is old in some, but it's really young in others. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, like I know, you know, my mom is older than 72 and she mm-hmm. is young. I would not be cool. Like, in a logical way, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could get on board with this. And then I'd be like, okay, my mom would have already been done. Circumstantially, yeah, it's different. Like, I can't imagine. And the thing is, like, it's not like she can't help herself still. You know what I mean? So, like, <clears throat> it does come down to, like, the the morality, especially, you're right, like, looking at it for your own circumstances. But um Ari Aster just did it so well, tethering it to reality. He did so well. Yeah. And I love that because I looked up so much. I, I think that's, you know, this is why we have this podcast. Because when you're watching something and you're like, oh, fuck, I got to pause and look this up and Google this. Is this real? Like, Im- I was immediately pulled. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? Yeah. Where, does, where the fuck does this happen? These fucking Vikings, like, savage. Yeah. Like, we knew that they were savage, but also, I didn't know that they were like, fuck these old people. I know that old people can be annoying, but, like, I 
I'm not throwing them off cliffs. I'm yeah. not making them throw themselves off cliffs. Although, again, you know, we are talking about something that is cultural, and that's, you know, um, I think they even discuss it in the movie, like, oh, like, yeah, it's something that we're not okay with, you know, but we stick our people in old folks' homes. They probably think that's appalling. Yeah, which is true. Yeah, and it is. Mm. Um. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, and I think that, like, yeah, circumstantially, obviously, but, like, to protect the integrity of the tradition, it ha- you have to. You can't not. You can't let one slide, you know. Of course. Like- and to protect the integrity of uh, your people who are living and who are having these lives and your resources, like, in a very, like, we are trying to survive way, because we only have so much. And, like, if you're sick and in bed, like, we don't have these extra resources, because, like, a, a child who is well is going to suffer. Yeah. Yep. Um, by the way, I did also read online, you're right, uh, they do transfer their names to new babies being born. So it is like a, not a reincarnation, but like they do get names of the people who have died. Mm. Um, yeah. So I thought that was kind That's of interesting. Cool. I think just like the cycle of life and the cyclicalness of the four seasons and how they yeah. live, like, you know, a seed, it grows, it dies, it has more seeds and it grows yeah. and it dies and yeah um, but yeah for sure uh did we want to keep talking through like scene by scene because i'm gonna have jenna come on in a few here so is there anything that you want to talk about before she jumps in or like do you still um, like do i think we talked about the chronology of the seasons by the way if anyone can answer this because it's a question that we did have is the fifth season right like we think that the ceremony well never mind the ceremony probably happens every couple years but when they bring new people in it's probably every 18 or is it every 90 because they need that fifth season for the kids to grow up to turn 18 to be able to procreate yeah so these are where all the questions are that we were trying to figure out i don't know it seems like with how um comfortable pell and his friend were bringing like recruits Mm. meaning like i'd feel like it might be something that happens every year i know that pell had said that he there like he had pictures in his phone of the make mean from the the previous year so you know that they do okay well every single year now when it comes to like bringing people in or any of that i'm not sure okay um and the last thing that i just want to mention again with the empathy scene obviously my I loved the fucking bitches moaning together and just comforting fucking Danny. But one scene that I did not appreciate was the end when they burned everyone and they were all acting crazy because like I liked all the other scenes because I was like, oh, this is probably something that you've experienced. But all these alive people that are like screaming, none of them know what death is Mm -hmm. or what that feels like. And to see them trying to empathize with that like it was so off-putting which I in a cinema way I loved it I was like "Ooh, make me feel weird make me feel bad Mm -hmm. it was so off-putting but in the best way Mm -hmm. so yeah I thought that was really interesting I was like oh yeah maybe that's why because they don't actually know what death is maybe that's why this is so weird yeah yeah Yeah. for sure and then I think that a lot of the things that they did were 
like over the top. Um, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, Dennis has joined the crowd. Okay, speaking of, hold on, I'm going to take mine off for a sec because it's itching the fuck out of my forehead. So. All right, well, we're going to continue with fucking Frida Kahlo and this bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, now Maddie's in the middle with her crown. <laughs> Oh, well, welcome, Jenna, uh, to the pod. Oh, yeah, yeah, welcome. Hello. Um, So for those that that haven't um, been intro to Jenna before, she's done a lot of the series pods with us. Um, Most recent one was a White Lotus Theories um, discussion. Uh, And she is the one that I made watch Midsummer with me for the first time that I watched it. So there's a... Special thing about yeah. this this movie with us. Yeah, I, I watched it when it first came out, and when Sammy told me she had never seen it and she was scared to watch it, <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean you haven't what seen this mean? yet? What do you mean? That's so good." Yeah, and it's really not scary, which is cool for me. Yeah, the thing is, is this it was never meant to be scary. It was meant to be unsettling. And yes, well, it is. That. It is. They definitely accomplished that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I, that's why I avoided it for a long time, too, because I knew it was in the horror category. And I was like, oh, I don't think I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely yes. along the lines of psychological horror and not horror that we know. Which I, I really like. Um, I like that that style better, even yeah. if it is a little scary. It's just like jump scares are like, ugh, I'm just over them. Like, I'm, I'm over, like, like I don't like movies like Insidious and whatever, but like if it's got like a really good plot and like you can actually talk about it, like sign me up, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, Jenna, we're about forty minutes in. Uh, we've okay. talked about uh a couple of things mostly. We went over the timeline of like their their like seasonality timeline with the people and why they die at 72 and the like so that their seasons oh their uh, life is a season yeah mm-hmm. um and we've talked a little bit about just like their hive mind like empathy like the you know the group empathizing with you know whoever's suffering mm-hmm. and um yeah we've talked a little bit about a lot but we haven't really gone like scene by scene. We talked about the tripping scene and we talked about the death scene, the first death scene, the actual, what is it called? Maddie? Atin Stupa. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I don't know why I put that accent on it, but yeah, Atin Stupa. That's what it is. Um, But I guess let's start with you with overall thoughts. What did you, well, we know that you like it, but like favorite scenes, qualms, you know. Uh, I mean, overall as like a movie itself i i really like movies that and a lot of people disagree with me when it comes to this but i really enjoy movies where you don't realize the little easter eggs hidden around the film until you watch it maybe a second time i know a lot of people don't like re-watching things to look for stuff but um that's probably my favorite thing about it is the symbolism throughout especially in the beginning of the film 
where it tells you the end of the film right in the beginning. Yeah, right there. Yes. yes. I noticed like, that last night. Yeah. Same. All all the time. And you don't notice it at first because you're you're not focusing on that. Like one of mm-hmm. the biggest things of symbolism. I guess like the biggest thing that I like is I like all the Easter eggs and stuff throughout everything. But one of my favorite things is when Danny is in her bed in the beginning and there's the portrait or the painting on the of wall of the princess the and the bear and i'm like that's the edge of the movie or even yeah. just like in the way beginning we see like a huge timeline that's yes. Yes. the whole timeline of the film so yes. it's just like oh it's just all this artwork and it's all this you know this stuff and yeah it's I, not I, stuff <laughs> It's actually, yeah, it's it's purposeful and intentional. Um, yes. I didn't notice either of those things until yesterday when I watched it again. So, yeah. Same. Yeah, another, another thing is, um, and I've, I've gone through so much of Midsommar stuff because I, I love this movie so much. Um, another thing is um, when the scene where they show the parents in bed, uh, there's the picture of Danny next to the bed with the flower crown on the frame. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. So they have a picture of her right next to the bed. It has a ring of flowers like on it. So it's like, all right, we already we know again that she's gonna be the maid, you know, the maid king at the end. Yeah. Uh other thing is scarecrows. They're in her room she has a doll that's a scarecrow. And also the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz is like in the kitchen, I believe. And it's a call to how the bodies are stuffed later on with straw, like scarecrows. Mm-hmm. So it's just mm-hmm. like stuff like that. I'm just like, God, it's so smart. <laughs> it's so, yeah. so freaking smart. And I, I like I like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I think that was such a good point. And like, it's such a good point because I, me and Sam both had that experience watching it the second time around. So many things I did not see before mm-hmm. I saw. And there's still a lot of things that I probably missed. I would love to rewatch this and go frame by frame because I also did a little research. Um, the artist who did the bear and princess painting it's not exactly it wasn't exactly for the movie but the way that they connected it is like that the end is gonna have a girl a crown and a bear and i was like oh Uh, john bauer john bauer is the artist and he oh thank you yeah he's from sweden and he a lot of his paintings are of different swedish folklore so that is very cool okay john bauer what up shout out love that fucking guy i'm gonna look him up immediately like the rest of his work because it is really beautiful too it's kind of watercolory in a way oh yeah, i'm not uh, exactly sure what he is not labeled i don't think it is watercolor i it just looks like it's like our artistic like what his style actually is listed or categorized mm-hmm. under i'm not entirely sure i just know that a lot of the Scandinavian and Swedish and all that folklore stuff. That's usually that's like what he focuses on. Oh yeah. yeah. What about you, Sam? Did you have any like over just thing? One thing that just stood out to you. You're like, this fucking did it for me. Um, 
Uh, I mean, we've already talked about two of them. The like pearly gate scene where all of them look like angels. I would immediately be a part of that cult. Immediately, honestly, yeah. I'm like, I want to live here for the rest of my life. Um, and milk cows with you and frolic amongst the daisies, like just oh, yeah. beautiful. Um, and then that first death scene, the mallet to the old guy's head. Um, I was like, okay, this is gonna be a lot more interesting because, like, even opening it up, it was very hereditary, and I was like, okay, I know what kind of movie this is gonna be. And then going to this like beautiful, serene place was. I was like, wait, I don't know what kind of movie this is going to be. Like, what the hell is this? And then, Mm. um, but like them being there and the acid trip thing being before they, or the mushroom trip, I should say, being before they actually got to the town, I was like, what? Like, it just felt slow and like, it kind of felt like, why are they doing this right now? Why would they, like, why would they trip out before they even get to where they're going? Like, it just, Mm. it just felt really like, like that scene didn't need to be there but then as soon as the movie started after that it was like the when they actually get to the town that's where i was mm-hmm. like because i was like okay this is going to be really cool and interesting and beautiful and look at all these little people you know and then the redhead with her whole like love thing with the boyfriend i was just oh. immediately oh. into that <laughs> i also was and uh i will say another thing kind related to easter eggs but just like again based in that like uh reality tethered to reality that they did so well i did love the use of like runes in this god i i remember when i first saw it and she put the p down i was like oh i recognize that rune like i know that fucking rune i and i think it means like joy pleasure something else um and i i looked it up in the moment because I was like I can't remember exactly to confirm it and I felt so proud I was like I can't believe I know this random ass room but I knew she was trying to put a love spell on him immediately because I was like yeah. oh she put it under his pillow yeah this bitch yeah, it's the same with um, uh, Christian later on what, like when they get their outfits like their traditional outfits uh, Christian's has the death symbol the oh death I didn't even catch pocket. that yeah Wait, the other I don't know any of their names. I just said the boyfriend. The boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, The bear. The bear. (laughs) The bear. bear. Yeah. The only other rune that I picked up on, um, because it was pretty, it was not that subliminal, uh, but when they put their hand, their bloody hands on the stone before they do the Atan Stupa ritual and like throw themselves overboard, there's an, an R, it's ride ho, which means like journey, process, you know that it's kind of thing. The, like, oh, that the formation sense. that they have their um, tables in the, in oh, the beginning. Fucking it's, a. It's the R as well. Like uh, they have it set what? up a couple different ways, where it's just like a straight line when they're sitting and eating. But then there's the the big one where everybody's sitting, and it's it's the shape of that. that R. Oh, I love that! I can't wait to watch this again already. That's so cool. <laughs> I didn't see that. Like. The, yeah, um, yeah I, know, I know and i'm happy that they used runes specifically like if they were going to do any sort of like occult magic in this because runes are from scandinavia like that's where mm-hmm. they originated their like magic originated from so like a lot of times in movies like people won't do their research and they'll almost appropriate like uh you know a culture or a, a like a you know something like that that's not from where they're doing it 
but runes mm-hmm. are from this area so it just it makes it make all the more sense too yeah yeah i again tethered to reality like i just think that he the director did it so well like he picked real things and then you know put a little hollywood spice on it and that makes such a good film yeah so yeah it was probably so fun like i know it's so fun to like do films like this and like just be able to like research everything about like Mm -hmm. even just like the added stupa Atin stupa okay i did say it. i said it right um even just like that that being a myth but like looking that up researching all of it the folklore mm-hmm. and everything and then being able to like tie it into a movie and then yeah it's like it must be really cool it was probably really fucking fun to do this movie. yeah i'm i think i read that he hired like a prof like someone who knows runes really well like a professional to help mm-hmm. him with the movie i was like oh I, look at you that's cool yeah, I yeah. Um, okay, Maddie, what was it that sold you on this movie? The fucking empathy, baby. I'm a Pisces <laughs> queen. I was like, I want to feel what you're feeling and not even understand. Because, fuck it. Especially when all the women were together. The sex scene was kind of weird, obviously. You know, I was like, why are all these old women, like, touching their boobs and fucking moaning? And then, like, looking deeply into his eyes. I think that's where it kind of got weird. I was like, don't touch them. Like, you can be there. You know, we discussed that. Um, (laughs) I said the same thing. I was like, I don't mind if you're watching, but when you're participating, it crosses a line. Just crosses a line. Yeah, and I mean, like, they're not participating sexually. No. Like, they're just egging it on, I guess, is, like, the best way I can put it. But immediately after it you know it's my favorite fucking scene when she sees that uh her boyfriend has just cheated on her even though they were all tripping balls um you know she runs and the like the little ladies the way that they scurry like ants she's like a crumb and they like pick her up and they like float her away um and they all just like start screaming together i don't know something about that is very powerful to me and it made me cry I was like, oh, fuck, I need seven to 13 women right now. I'll hire these hoes. Like, I will I would pay women to do this with. Yeah, just cry with me. Just come also, to my house. I feel like crying. Cry with me. Yeah, if someone hasn't done the Midsummer Women's Retreat experience where, like, you do, <laughs> like, do it now. Take my idea. I'll come. <laughs> like oh my god yeah so Um, for me i just it was very compelling that was so compelling i i wonder like i do wonder about like what group scream therapy would be like like i'm interested i'm intrigued i want to try yeah (laughs) yeah so i love that idea we've talked about it that like it, it makes sense of why they do that and like grieving in a group is easier so yeah i'm happy that you got that like i said the first time that i watched it i didn't like it at all um uh it just gave me because it was so close to like the the sex empathy and then the screaming empathy like it just felt like like it just gave me handmaid's tale when they're in labor and the, mm-hmm. like so jenna i already explained this but yeah um jenna's seen all of handmaid's tale too so she knows exactly what i'm talking about and why that's yeah. like it's just yeah well and also just on that point like i think there's you know, like not to be cliche, but there's a fine line between pain and pleasure. 
And I think they played on that really well from that scene, you know, from sex to grieving. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, oh, pain and pleasure. Fine Um, line. Yeah. Uh, Another one of my favorite scenes was when they were doing the, the, is it Mayday dance? The whole and yeah. I was, I wanted to bring this up because Maddie and I both did not do this in school, but no, no. <laughs> but the whole time, the whole time that as we're we're talking, I'm recalling back to the conversations that Sammy and I had had the, the <gasps> first time that we watched. I watched the movie with her, mm-hmm. and yeah, there there was this uh this realization that uh, I'm apparently like one of the few because everybody that I talk to about this has no fucking idea what i'm talking about yeah, you're fucking may queen i was not a may queen no. No. It, the fact that you participated makes you a may queen so like i just i i don't know like yeah anybody that i talk to about this has no idea they're like were you okay as a child like what happened like i'm like no this is something that we did in school was we did it it wasn't uh, like a parade it was just it was this may to spring celebration is on may day and we had these poles that were outside and they had ribbons tied to them and each kid were like we were in groups essentially because obviously like we had larger numbers of children than what was in this movie like dancing circles or whatever but like the poles had different colors. There had to be like 10 of them, 10, 12 of them. And it was like white and a color. It was kind of like a rainbow or whatever. And I don't like, I don't remember what color I had, but it was like, say I was like red and white. So it's like you, there has to be videos online. I should look this up. But basically it's guys and girls like it's you know it's not like a, just a female thing and you tie the ribbons you mar- like dance around the pole and like weave in and out of each other and it makes a braid going down the pole and whoever can yeah and whoever can do it the fastest and then unravel it the fastest was like the winner or whatever mm-hmm. The main that thing. Was I thought, really cool. And what I Wait, thought, I thought this was I thought this was just like a normal thing that everybody did. I never questioned it. I and actually do think it's a normal thing because I did look it up after Sam told me that you have done it, <laughs> which I was shocked. I was like, "Holy fuck, Jenna, this cultured woman!" Like, "Holy fuck." Um, I looked it up. It is. It's actually pretty common. Like, it's, is it okay? It's not like a. You know, again, the thing with this movie, they did it so well, fucking attaching it to, like, some some real, like, traditions. Um, it is a midsummer thing, but it's also, like, a spring thing, you know? And so, like, yeah, it's it's pretty normal. I, I think the reason I didn't do it is because I was in South fucking Florida, you know, I was like, in Florida um, when this happened. Really? Yeah, what? Yeah. That's why I was this surprised when when oh, you God. didn't do it, Maddie, because I was the only one out of the three of us that went to elementary school in a different state. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And Jenna and I are so close in age, so I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah. you you were in Fort Lauderdale though, so that might have been during what yeah. would have been this time. So that's true. It, it was a different area, but it was still South Florida. But 
Yeah, we're That's thinking, true. and you guys are really close in age too. So yeah, yeah. And obviously, it's completely at like learning about it now because, of course, in in school we were taught that it was you know spring and flowers and it's a new season and you know like just kind of like the very innocent parts of what the meaning whereas obviously you like in the movie it's fertility yeah and, and you know that that kind of thing at least like you know they're not you know talking about fertility with a bunch of you know nine-year-olds but dancing <laughs> on a pole so, oh my uh, god <laughs> yeah like this is what you're gonna have to do Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but that was one of my favorite scenes in it, and I wanted to make sure that I mentioned it because of Jenna's experience actually doing it. Um, but <laughs> I yeah. would actually yeah. like to do this now that I you make a fucking braid. I didn't even know that. Like this must yeah. be so aesthetically beautiful. Ten poles, a hundred kids running all at the same time, making beautiful braids, and then uh, it probably yeah. is visually stunning. It's yeah, like it's because it's like a. a- dozen or so different ribbons that come off yeah so like yeah the way just weaving constantly like uh up and over like well yes over and under like constantly it does it makes like a really cool braid yeah i bet if someone did an aerial shot of that it would look super fucking cool Mm-hmm. you know just from above bird's eye baby yeah i'm interested i want to run around a pole and make a braid Let's <laughs> do this. um it was great though uh also i did love that scene because of who you are as a person i'm like sam would win this yeah you're a little dancing like baby and yeah. you're competitive oh my god that's what uh, yeah we were saying that last night i was like i don't care if i like i would crawl around that pole just to make sure that i mean i know you can't it's whoever is standing but yeah um i would be so fucking competitive with it hell yeah you'd be knocking bitches over like get yeah, out i would i would have to be in her state to dance around a pole like that yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, well, like, because like, and it's it's give it's, me some shroom tea, man. I'll let's go. Well, yeah, it's, it's like a total difference because in the very beginning, there's a part where they're actually in the town and they're all just like sitting on a like a towel or blanket or whatever. And Pell asks, like, the, some of the girls are dancing around and laughing or whatever. And Pell was like, says to Danny, like, why don't you go join them? And Danny's like, oh no, I'm too scared for that. So the like yeah. the, from her from the very beginning to the end, you know, they've really sold her. Yeah. And I also liked that, like, she got to win in front of the boyfriend. Oh, and, yeah. Like, like, just that look on his face was fucking awesome because, like, clearly he was, like, tripping out, too, and on, under, like, a, a love spell and, like, all this shit. Because, honestly, he had a rough go of it. <laughs> like, oh, my it, God. He like, got the shortest fucking straw. He li- Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, so I let me just say this now. Can we just get into qualms? Can we just get into qualms? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've heard so, few, I think. Fucking the boyfriend. I mean, yeah, he's kind of a dick in some ways, but the only real dickish thing that he did was kind of steal the other guy's thesis idea. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, dude, it's college. Like, get over yourself. You guys can have similar theses. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I just feel like he was such an innocent bystander. Not that he was innocent. I think that him and Danny were already kind of like on the outs with each other. Something really bad happens with her. I actually think 
he's a compassionate person who was like, I'm not going to leave this girl hanging while she's going through something really bad and doesn't have a lot of people to turn to. I feel like you know, a lot of people would do the same thing as him. Correct. I think a lot of things that he did in this movie was actually out of compassion. And it made me really sad that this motherfucker was just like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Like, it felt like to me that Danny like, projected all of her issues into this being instead of, like, actually dealing with it. Obviously, she's also fucked up. So, like, I was like, okay, like, you're tripping balls for, like, nine days. You're not in the right state of mind. Yeah. You know? Uh... I don't know. There was like Neither some building. one of them are. <laughs> no, nobody yeah. was. The only one who was was fucking Pell. God mm. damn it. Orchestrating this everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so like that I think is my biggest qualm because I'm just like, yeah, I don't think that he deserved what he got. Well, I mean, I think that that's what makes it compelling though. You know, if he did deserve it, it would be less interesting. That's in true. You know, I'm just like, it's yeah. the fact that, like, he was under a spell this whole time and, you know, these things, what he was a victim of that, that, like, made the whole thing even, like, more awful and great at the end of it, too. That's you true. know, like, simultaneously, like, we loved watching it. But, like, that's when cool. you think about it, you're like, ah, oh, da- that really sucks for him. Yeah, but that's the, but that's the whole point. That's the hive mind of, mm-hmm. of the movie is... It- you know, you being on the same side as, you know, technically the people who are wrong, but at the end when, you know, she smiles and she's like, finally, well, finally free of him, Mm -hmm. when very easily they could have just gone back home and been like, you know, we just need to break up. But, you know, but at the end, like, you sympathize for her, because you're like, yeah, she got what she wanted, but then you're like, wait, I shouldn't be feeling good about this. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't be feeling, like, good for, like, good for her. Yeah. So, but that that's, like, the whole thing. That's, that's the hive mind thing you were, you guys were talking about, where, you know, they, they make you feel like family. They, you know, they grieve with you. They have these emotions with you. They, this closeness. You know, and going back to another conversation I remember having with Sammy, uh, whether it was before or after the the mayday mayday conversation, was she's like I would I would join this cult. Oh my like, god, same. Is, she's like uh, this is what you know what I would do. Like I I would be in it, and I was like, yeah, I wouldn't. Like oh my god, you're complete, completely opposite. I would have definitely like, fallen for Do you want to go join it. a cult so you could tell me how it is? Because I'll stay. Oh my <laughs> god, don't tell me how it is. I feel the same way. This cult is, it's just so aesthetically gorgeous. I'm like, yeah. you just you already got me there. I know, you and I do think that there is some logic, you know, like the seasons, like it does make sense in a way when you're like, okay, if old people can't help the community, then just let's just fucking make it our law that we like you know get rid of ourselves <laughs> um, i don't know i don't so i wouldn't actually join this cult um but i would aspire to live a lot like them i think and like just because like there's no way these people are not happy i mean they have literally everything they need and sunshine and like I just, everything is like like when you think about like what makes a healthy lifestyle like they're checking all the boxes 
right? Like community, sunshine, like healthy, like eat, like everything is from the ground. Every it's like as holistic as it gets. And then, um, you know, I don't know. So I'm like that I would aspire, like it's, there's like that idea of it is like, this is beautiful. And this is how, like it would just, it, that's how I would like to live my life. But if it came to actually joining this cult, I wouldn't join it because I don't like, if I was really that healthy, I don't think that I would be dying near 72 and I wouldn't want to die early. And I also wouldn't want to see all my, my favorite old people die, you know? And I also wouldn't want to have sex with a bunch of people around me, you know? So so um, things when you, when you grow up in it and that's all, you know, then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you know any different? Yeah, you know, right, that's exactly. you know when you were grow, you know when you're taught that 72 is is it you know and te- like they make it seem like you're almost going out on your own terms you're going out happy you're not mm-hmm. going out being sick you're not going out with you know being bedridden or anything like that you're you're going out as a happy healthy individual so mm-hmm. for us living the way that we do they're like no we're like no we're happy and healthy we want to keep living to them they're like i'd rather go out happy and healthy yeah and doing this for my community than yeah not have this That's in a very place. good point and then right and, and there is something so beautiful about that do? There's something so beautiful about that. And like, again, yeah, like I probably wouldn't really join this cult, but like even that little tidbit, you know, I'm like, yeah, maybe like theoretically, I'm like, yeah, I would be interested in this because I do think it makes such logical sense. I'm like, yeah, no one wants to go out. Like you don't want to have the people that you love remember you even in like uh, just like a, a harder light towards the end of your life. Mm-hmm. You want them to remember you as healthy and happy and, like, satisfied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that, like, that's what's compelling about this movie is that like, you're like, oh, like, this actually does make some sense. Yeah. Yeah, if you, like, just shift your perspective just a little bit. Like, Maddie mm-hmm. and I were talking about the 72 thing, and her mom is older than 72, so she's, like, and that like circumstance I don't I don't agree with it right but I'm then I was like okay well in order to like keep the integrity of a tradition you have to keep doing it and you can't Mm -hmm. let circumstances change um or change your perspective on it but like when you think about it like either in a bigger picture or a smaller picture like you're the way that like like your opinion changes like I under I fully understand why they live that way and then the more and more we talk about it the more I'm like yeah that makes a lot of sense like thinking about them not you know like and even just things like Alzheimer's and things like that like they don't really have to worry about that right because they're kind of getting nipping it in the bud before it, it even gets to a point of like suffering so yeah. and then even the way that they do kill themselves is like a lack of suffering they fall off onto a rock i mean the one dude kind of well unless you do it wrong yeah (laughs) unless you do it wrong yeah um and then i guess like it's just not the way to go dude yeah Yeah. and then i guess like them setting people on fire there's a little bit of suffrage in that too but um for the most part they even though there wasn't supposed to be yeah they made it they made it seem like here have this sap you won't feel a thing you won't feel a thing uh, no, that didn't really work out either. No, 
Yeah, poor Ingemar. Or, yeah, it was sap or okay. some kind of something. He's like, here, have a little plants. bit of maple syrup. You'll be yeah. fine. You want, you'll just, you'll just go numb. Do you know how fucking game. mad I would screaming. be? dying and i'd be like this man just gave me maple syrup you should have fucking gave me a gallon of that goddamn shroom tea what are, what are you thinking yeah oh my god the other thing is too is like yeah you don't want like suffering for it but he also volunteered oh yeah he was like, like one of the ones that volunteered i'm like uh, you should know that like being so young like i'm sure living in this essential compound in, in this community. You've seen your fair share of 72-year-olds go and sure. sacrifices. Sure. Like, you, should, you should know that they're still suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Um, yeah, so uh, did we, do we want to talk about favorite, se- like, favorite actual scenes? Because I think we did more of, like, a, well, you I know yours, Maddie, and we know mine, but Jenna, did you say your favorite, like, scene? Um, it's really hard to pick one. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Uh, yeah, because when there's, like, so much symbolism going throughout the whole movie, it's hard to pick, like, one thing. So and that's why like I I like the general just symbolism of of everything. Um I think a little bit further than just the actual made like the dancing. I I think one of my favorite scenes is probably when they are leading her like after she's crowned. Mm-hmm. Um and this is another little easter egg thing. Um and I is, is that the actors that play her parents and her sister are actually in the crowd mm-hmm. when they're leading her to be like the queen? So hmm. it's like, yeah. I don't think I caught that. Did I yeah, I caught that because she, I think she says it. She's like, Mom? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So they use the same actors, but the three of them are like with her as she's being like crowned and being this queen so uh, probably that because I think it's uh, them accepting that she that that they're with her Mm because the whole point is to her it was her going away on this trip and because she had nothing left yeah only Mm -hmm. to be crowned and then she's she has her family with her, even though mm-hmm. it's a drug-induced whatever. But it's just the idea of, like, she's coming out on top and her family's still there. Yeah, because, like, even it, yeah, cause even another just, like, key difference between, like, her from the ending to her in the beginning. In the beginning, it's when they're actually tripping and somebody says the word family. And she's actually having a decent trip and she's fine. Mm-hmm. And then when she hears the word family, that's when she goes and freaks out. So it's like even yeah. she was so sensitive to that in the beginning and then to like have this kind of like enlightenment. And then also like she the whole cult now, the whole community is now her family, you know, like and she sees yeah. that with the empathy thing and the way that they live and how accepting they are. And she like truly needed that because she had j- nothing but like a shitty boyfriend back at home mm-hmm. who didn't even want to yep. be with her, you know. Yep. Yeah. So she gained yep. a village. 
she so, did yeah, win because that's the because that's the whole thing is that like that that's the big part of it of uh, like how you were saying like technically he's not really that much of a dickhead uh, no and i think he was trying what what makes him the dickhead and what makes him, us not like him is the fact that he came off as because obviously their relationship was ending we we knew this even mm-hmm. before her her family died mm-hmm. um but it's he came off as though her family's death was such an inconvenience to him yeah mm-hmm. and that's what makes him a dickhead yeah because yeah. his attitude towards it because obviously he's physically going to be there you know sure. when she's you know crying you know on him and everything like he's going to be there mm-hmm. they're still dating but i understand some people don't know how to handle that situation you know if somebody came up to you as like my entire family just died you're just like most people you know, don't know how to handle that situation. Most people wouldn't say anything. Like him. Yeah. He won't really say anything. No, but, what can he say? But everything after that, it's just like, well, shit, now I really can't break up with her. Yeah. yeah. And that's the vibe he gives off. And I'm yeah, like, and that's how it felt. Right, that is definitely how it felt. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, hey, like, this is still ending, but I need to be there for my girlfriend. It's shit now i can't break up with her mm-hmm. right now yep. yeah yeah and i think and like he knows in... that mm-hmm. yeah everybody knows that that's probably why she had killed him because she's like you know what motherfucker you wanted to break up with me now you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. yeah i know like like codependency what you know because she was very like it was just it was unhealthy on all sides and but it's like in in the situation it is like with their actions I wouldn't do anything differently if I was her. I wouldn't do anything differently if I was him. She just lost everybody in her life. And the only thing that she has left is her shitty boyfriend to, you know, but like, what are you going to do? Break up with him and be completely alone. And then with him, it's like, what are you going to do? Break up with her whole family just died. So like both of them are in a shitty, toxic situation of like codependency and, um, and like, like passive aggressiveness on his end and Mm -hmm. you know because he's mad that he can't break up with her or whatever and then um I think a lot of that too is like the conversations that he has with his friends before they go um you know the way that they are about it is shitty and Mm -hmm. it like just kind of adds to like the shit stain that's on him of like you know this is how you're like conversing about your girlfriend who just had all these like tragic things happen um this is how you're actually talking about her behind her back you know it's just fucked up yeah 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 that did not help him at all i was like come on bro Mm yeah oh yeah so good riddance whatever yeah sorry (laughs) boyfriends had to go (laughs) my god Um, we all had to go can i just name one other small actually two small very pleasurable things for me so number one is i actually fucking hate asmr literally when it comes up on my tiktok timeline i'm like i will block you bro like get the fuck out of here but 
One thing that I did love in this movie was actually when they all start eating at the table, the ASMR of the fucking clinking, because it sounds really delicate and chimey. I loved it. That was the first ASMR I've ever liked in my life. And it, I I was like, wow, I didn't know this could happen. Um, yeah, I appreciated that's, that's that. Really because a lot of people do not like the clinking sound at all. Like, they hate it. Yeah, I um, love it. I, yeah, I've, like, been, like, out to eat with people that are, like, can you, like, not put your teeth on your fork? Because I, like, I hate that sound. Yeah. Um, oh like, God. when you're taking a bite. Yeah, any, any unnecessary sound, I, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> do it. Jenna's, like, just if it's, shut if it's the like fuck up. <laughs> and I can't, and I just have to, and I just have to deal with it. I truly believe I'm not diagnosed. But I truly believe I have misophonia, which is that like dis like hatred. Yes. For like visceral hatred for mouth sounds. Yes, same. And certain sounds like I can't. Oh my god, you guys are definitely related. That's so fucking funny. I can't do it. And I used and I here here's a a fun tale. Uh, I this is why I also used to yell at Sammy when she was a child when she didn't know how to chew properly <laughs> because she was a kid. She of was course. And I we're 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 six years apart. So when she was younger, I used to yell at her all the time about like chewing with her mouth open. But we're, yeah. you're supposed to tell a fucking four year old like to oh my God, so like, funny. You know, so funny is that? Even back, but even back then, I was just like. I hate this. this. Yeah, this is irritating the shit out of me. Like, like. Oh, oh no! Bless, bless Rocco. But sometimes he does that scraping when he eats, and I literally get up out of the table and I leave. I go in the next. Yeah, um, I have I, to. I know. I, I literally have to. I feel the same way with mouth sounds. I don't mind Dude. like cutlery sounds, but mouth sounds like if Maddie is eating, she knows not to call me because like, yeah. like or there will be times where I'll call her and she's eating like a peach or something that's just so wet. And I'm like, <gasps> okay, I, yeah. I will call you back. Go. Like, like I can't stand it. And you know, what's funny is that Jenna and I's her mom, when she chews gum, Chews with their mouth open, and I yell at her all of the time. Oh all of the God. time. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, um, same so, thing with like a like think... Twitch, like watching videos, like you said, like TikTok. Yeah. Like, oh. uh, I, I scroll past. I, yeah, so I, do I. It pisses I, me I off because everybody thinks they can do AMSR. Yeah, and... uh, watching friends stream and they decide to eat while they're oh. streaming. Immediately, I, I turn your gotta go. I turn your stuff off. I had a friend who I used to watch them all the time because they would just play video games. And then when ASMR became really popular, all they do is ASMR content. And then they messaged me like, however long later, and they're like, "You don't, you don't come by my stream anymore." I was like, "I can't listen to you." Yeah, yeah. like I, I literally like physically and mentally cannot watch. Your Dude, stream I'm sorry, like but... it has nothing to do with you. Like, yeah, you're a great person. I just Dude. can't. I can't handle Fuck your anymore. ASMR. <laughs> Say it with your motherfucking chest. Mm, Be I loud. Baritone. It. I need to hear you clearly. Yeah, I fucking 
hate it but i did appreciate the scene and i think maybe the cutlery sounded really expensive i think that's why i liked it because it sounded like crystal well, it I was, was like, also Ooh. like what was really cool is that like it was an aerial like shot and it was just the way that the table was shaped and we were just talking about like how we loved that the way that it's set up because like it's a perfect um yeah and then it's like so you get like this long walk of like the old pe the the old man and woman like coming and sitting down then everybody else sits down and then at, like yeah. they start eating and everybody else starts so it's just this nice like bup, 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 like domino well they do it in a report, it's yeah. just very like organized very clean it's just I very it. just put together. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. can understand. I, I understand. It felt really the... pristine. Like I yeah. did yeah. like that. Like, and I think what was really, I think even better about it is like in life, nothing is ever perfect for a long time. Like we have moments of like perfection, right? You're like, holy shit. Like for a moment, like that was so great. And we hold on to those things. And, and that kind of reminded me of that feeling. I was like, oh my God, like that was just so beautiful for this one mm -hmm. moment. It mm -hmm. felt like it was suspended in time for a second. Mm -hmm. I was like, cool. Yeah. Fucking take <laughs> me with your little plate chimes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So that was, it was really cool. It was very put together. And Jenna, you're right. It just felt very clean, which is really funny because this is something that I thought the first time that I watched it was like, seeing them like they're all in white and like blonde and blonde this like idea of like this anglo pureness and beauty and the you know whatever mm -hmm. and then they're actually like they they participate in these like really sinister things and like the juxtaposition yeah. of that was good like i loved that because i was like yeah. yeah not everything that's clean and white and perfect is actually is actually right like uh, you know yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not all that glitters is gold, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, what was your other seed, Maddie? Oh, and this is how I know I would join the cult, is that <gasps> the fucking breath! The, every time they oh. did the breath, I did the breath. I was like, <gasps> okay. <laughs> like, here we are. Oh my god. And it's, I think the reason I fucking find that so goddamn funny is because, you know, I'm like a little yogi. I'm not even that good at it, but I do promote yoga because I'm here for it. And there's like, there's a lot of breath work in yoga. And like, there's like this, there's one that it kind of reminded me of. It's called like lion's breath, where you like stick your tongue out and you cross your eyes and you look up while you're like breathing out. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like that's what it was. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, so oh yeah, my god. I knew. I was like, oh, look at this little yoga breath work cult. Hey. Oh like, my god. Sign me up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was my other fucking thing that I just, I really enjoyed. Just like all the little things that they did in this movie were fucking, it was great. Yeah. It yeah. was great. Yeah, that's why I said I, like, I liked all the little Easter eggs and stuff too, because it was yeah. just stuff that, like, like I said, it, it, rewatching movies is not for everybody. I, mm -hmm. I definitely know people who are like, no, I want to, I want to get the picture, I want to get the story mm -hmm. in one watch. Like I, I, I get it. People like that exist. Totally valid. I get it. But when it comes to certain movies like this, where there is meant to be symbolism everywhere, mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes you don't 
to see everything the first time. It's the same with um that Netflix show, what was it, The Haunting on Hill House, where there's the ghosts that are hidden everywhere in the scenes, and you don't even notice them. Hmm. Like, a lot of the time. We, like, Rocco and I went back and we rewatched scenes when that was first coming out, because supposedly there was literally a face staring at you the entire time, but you're so focused oh. on the subject of the scene um, that you don't notice the face in the background. So when you go back and you rewatch it, you're like, that is so fucking unsettling. Subliminal <laughs> face. Because you, you, oh. don't, you don't realize it because you're so focused on something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like even, magic. But even like just the, yeah, because yeah, even like the nod to other horror films is also in this as well, because mm-hmm. the um the blanket so like how they're in like the little compound area where they're sleeping mm-hmm. the quilts that are on the beds specifically Danny's bed uh that is the same print that is from the carpet from the shining oh Oh yeah. my god, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. so it's like his, his uh, like call back to like true like original Ugh. horror. Yeah. Okay, just stuff that's like cool. that where it's like just little nods and easter eggs to the little things because I of course that's something I didn't even notice in the beginning because it's the same pattern but obviously it's not the same color at, at all because I think the shining carpet is like they were like burgundy or something yeah or like dark dark shoulders yeah. yeah, it was really dark, nice. like jewel tone colors. Whereas yeah. obviously this is very like white and blue. And yes. Like, yeah, you know, so you don't notice it at first, but mm. you know it's it's there. That's yeah, I, I like that. I, I love I love away. watching a movie for the second time and noticing things that I didn't notice the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like one of my favorite things. Like I agree. Like yeah, because yeah, some of the stuff is very obvious. Like obviously, yes. like when um, uh, when Christian's sitting in the, it's been, it's been a little bit since I watched it, but I think he's sitting in the room, uh, before he goes in for like the ritual or whatever, and the woman comes in and says, "Oh, you've been chosen." Blah blah blah. Yeah, whatever. based on he's like your astrology. St- yeah, he's literally staring at wallpaper that shows a burning bear. Yes. It's like, yeah, that's going to be you, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, another... So at, the end of the, so at the end of the movie, when he's the burning bear, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Because that's something that's just, like, right in your face because they focus on it. Yeah, like, another thing where, like, they did um, with other artwork is actually the bunker that they're all staying in is, like, all of the artwork is phallic. Like, there's, like, dicks everywhere. And you, you have to, like, look closely. And I didn't notice it the first time. But the second time, I was like, those are all dicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, there's some which, which is which is which is also, um, if we're we're talking about mythology, there's Pan, who is represented with a lot of phallic things, mm-hmm. and he is the one in the beginning in the first big picture where they're like where he's leading. Like ever, he's leading. Yeah, leading them through the story. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, follow me or whatever. One of his like symbols in mythology is is a dick. (laughs) So it's like it's funny how there's like dicks everywhere. (laughs) Oh my god! All all over the place. But that's another thing too, because I know we we always talk, and I I want to bring this up so I don't forget it, because I know, um, 
we talk about a lot of you, you know especially you guys talk about a lot of shows that have like theories and stuff mm-hmm. um there is one theory is that hell is the oracle not the inbred person that was claimed as the oracle but pell is oh pell is the oracle yeah because he kind of put everything into motion well he orchestrated everything Mm -hmm. he literally orchestrated everything he also was the one who's just invite invite her like because he knew that danny was supposed to be the the may queen yes so he like put everything into motion and the other thing with um pan as well too and anything with like the oracle is that they do things in drawings and he draws oh my god yeah so he draws a picture of her and then he draws i think he draws like two different pictures of her but um but the other thing too and i can't remember verbatim what it is because it's it was words that were used to describe the oracle um the the kid but at the end of the movie um when pell has his crown on that same person goes up to him and describes him as the oracle he doesn't call him the oracle but he says this is gonna bother me now (sighs) i think that's a great fucking theory actually i'm really glad that you brought that up because i really want to know like one thing that I love about this, it was a great movie, but I really like want to know what happens next. I'm like, does she stay? Is she going to come out of this fucking LSD trip and be like, holy fuck, I fucked up. All my friends are dead. Or is she going to go home? It, like, I am very curious about like what happens afterwards. Yeah. Um. I mean, if I had to guess, I think she's staying. I think she is too, but like... I don't know. Like, I want to know where she is in, like, the next 30 years. Like, is she going to feel bad? I just want to know. I'm curious. Unclouded intuition. Unclouded so, intuition, yes. So, the the oracle that we know in, in the movie, that's what was used to describe them because of their unclouded intuition. That's why they're an oracle. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the movie, when Pell has that crown on his head, I goes up to him and says and describe and says that to him like you know kind of like a congratulatory you know you're here because of your unclouded intuition like mm. yeah and in the beginning they do allude to it as well saying that Pell has a uh like an intuition for people yeah, you know, or like I can't remember the exact word verbatim, but yeah, something along those lines. Like he has a very good, like he can tell, he gets the vibes, you know. Which obviously he did. Like he knew that these people were going to be susceptible, and he knew that Danny's situation made her a perfect fucking candidate. He's a which great, makes me think that he's villain. done this before. Hmm. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because the the whole thing is alluding to. Like yeah, he's done it before. Like he's the he's the scouter. He goes yeah. Now does that mean he gets to fuck her? I'm just he curious. He brings in the sacrifices and you know finds all the new people because you know obviously with a or really I would assume any cult 
you you don't want to completely go into inbreeding. You no, know, you need yeah, people. you need to diversify. Like, yeah, yeah. Eventually, somewhere down down the line. Um. So for basically his job to go out and essentially scout people. Um. You know. Yeah, like is she gonna do that, do that now? from the get go? When things started like hitting the fan and like deaths were happening and stuff, we're like, okay, now we know like tells the reason why like all these people are here. We mm-hmm. get it. Like he's the one who's it's his fault. Like we're here because of him. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, where this theory is that he's actually the oracle. Like he's picking and choosing. The reason why he has that intuition for picking the right people mm-hmm. is. Yeah, he already knew it was gonna happen. Well, yeah, it was already set in stone. Yeah, exactly. And like he knew even just like that all of the everybody besides Danny was gonna fuck up while they were there for their own reasons. They all fucked up in their own ways. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, So one girl, I can't remember her name. She she just wanted to leave. She I know. Uh, okay, wait. Leave. Another qualm. My other qualm. That's my last qualm. Is where? So we know that her boyfriend got fucking filleted, which is called a bald eagle. I looked that up. Don't if you want to Wikipedia uh, it, but if you don't want to, you don't have to. Yeah. It's pretty. It's. I mean, if you've seen the movie, you know what it is. It, oh, no, it's not a bald eagle. eagle. Yeah. Not a bald eagle. It's a. It's a, it's a sorry, spread eagle. eagle. No, not bloody eagle either. Oh my god, Maddie. No, that's like a sex position. It's like bloody eagle. It's a blood. It's blood eagle. eagle. It's a. It's a. a, Yeah, it's a Viking. Sorry. (laughs) It is. So, anyways, they do that to the the fucking boyfriend of uh the friend that the friends that Ingmar brings from London. But we don't ever find out what happens to the girl. I'm like, where? I mean, I assume she's dead somewhere, but like, where? I need to know. Also, yeah, yeah. where the fuck is the one that peed on the sacred tree? I mean, assumed again, dead, but where? <laughs> I need to know. So that did piss me off a little bit. I was like, what if one of them escaped? Maybe there'll be another movie, another Midsummer. Ooh, Midsummer too. And that's the thing. <laughs> I want, like, this is going to sound so bad, but in my scary movies, I really don't appreciate when someone survives because I'm like, ugh, this is going to turn into a franchise. Like, I don't want 10 more of these. But this, yeah. you want it. You want to know. <laughs> yeah, I just want them all to die. But th- that does make it kind of scary, too, because then I'm like, the killer's still on the loose, which makes it a good, scary movie. You know, yeah. so th- to me, there's a chance that one of these motherfuckers survived. And I just, I. The only, the only thing is, is that I, I don't think any of them survived because, it, obviously, except for Danny. Um, yeah. But she's so indoctrinated now that they're not worried about her escaping. And yeah. No. Anybody. So, all the rest of them, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, like hundred percent, they're they're dead. They're they don't they won't run any risk of. Any exposing. kind of law enforcement, yeah. Exposing, to yeah. What's go- you know what's going on there. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So, well, I don't know. I still <laughs> loved it. It would to me. It, maybe maybe they were already all stacked up in the in the in the yellow hut. Maybe they all they're just all in there. All stuffed like little straw men. God, I hate to end it on that, but <laughs> like. <laughs> What can you do? Uh, Go on a 
not coming out of it. That's all we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also don't want a second movie. I just want really good fan fiction. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, no. And next, I would like to make... I, I have a lot of green leaves left over from all of this. And I'm like, I should <laughs> cla- crown next. Yeah. Because this is kind of gorgeous, yeah, too. It's the green one. Yeah, I liked it. And I don't know what the fuck we're going to do with these afterwards. I'm like, you're right. I think we are going to end up having, like, Mine. movies fucking apartments mine's a wreath oh Oh, lord that's actually fucking great um well hopefully i get invited to a flower festival soon so i can wear this baby and be like guys i was i was born for this like I, I need an excuse to wear this again. I so do, I, I do. Bad that I spent money on this. <laughs> I don't feel bad that I spent money on this, even if I can never wear it again. Honestly, it was so much fun to make. It was, it was just a good experience through and through. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of good experiences, we hope that this podcast was a good experience for you, listeners. <laughs> Thank you, Jenna, for hopping on and joining us uh, to talk about Midsummer. It is so compelling. We we needed the extra support just to fucking get it all out. Yeah, and it was it was oh, a right. I needed I needed to have Jenna on here. I watched it yeah. with her. We've talked exactly. so much about it. It it just it made sense. You know, of course, exactly. We were yeah, and all of oh, you guys are willing to. Get a, I also want to get a midsummer tattoo at some point. I love this movie. It's literally one of my favorite movies. So, yeah. Oh my god. Well, we'll fucking. I need to to have something drawn up because everybody gets the the same thing. So I haven't even looked up any midsummer tattoos. Now I'm interested. I'm like, what is the one that they get? Um, uh, the the yellow, uh, the house, the triangle, and they do they do it on fire. Oh, so, I would get the fucking I, the I think, entrance, the sun entrance. I like that thing. Yeah, that was really nice. I, I wanted to get. I I wouldn't want to get it in color because I I'm just not a fan of color tattoos. But I would do just black and gray. I would have. My plan was to get that on fire, have the flames, and then on the bottom like flowers. Girl, what about the bear and the little girl? But, Hmm. I feel like that's kind of fitting for but you. But then a lot of people, and then and then a lot of a lot of people were getting it, and I was just, ah. about, you know, uh, we can't all be fucking cool and obscure, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> um, I no, but if you if you look up Midsummer <clears throat> Tattoo, that it's literally the probably other than him dressed up as the bear. On yeah, fire, that's those are probably the top two. Like, yeah, honestly, um, if you do get it, please text the fucking group chat immediately because I would like to see what you come up with eventually. Because this um, movie yeah, is worthy of a fucking tattoo. It truly mm-hmm. is. And now I'm like, maybe I should get one because I loved it. I, it great I'm like, maybe I should just get it's a not bundle for of everybody. Not- but it's a great movie. Yeah. Oh, and- great time. Spoiler warning. Oh. <laughs> your spoilers listen i'm done warning these people Um, really you just by by the time like all of this starts like coming out and stuff or if anybody is like listened to the pod at all like everybody should know every single episode 
is some kind of spoiler. Yes. Yeah. Right yeah. now. And this came New out people, I'm sorry, read the description. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Or be surprised with a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. All right. This ending has taken seven minutes. So. <laughs> we needed to know about the tattoos. Listen, everybody, you little May queens, thank you for listening. Come back next week. We're going to be talking about, is it X Machina or X? I can't remember. What order are we in? X something. I'm not sure. But. We're either doing one of those. So check our Instagram schedule. Also, uh, Jenna, where can the people find you? Uh, so I'm uh, O Jenna Elise on uh, Twitter and Instagram. That's the letter O, Jenna Elise. And then uh, I do stream on Twitch too. That's just Jenna Elise. Yeah. Those are the things. Hell yeah. Give her a follow. Fucking check her out. Come check us out. And um, live your best fucking May Queen life, but don't kill any of your fucking boyfriends. All right? Love ya. Bye. Bye.